0: We're the ones that are always left. You know, every single team member we currently employ will leave, right? They always do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're always the ones left holding the can. Every client we've currently got will leave. Uh, If you've got a small business, that means you're back on the tools. You're doing what the business does. And so I selfishly take a view on business that, hang on a minute. If everyone else, I'm taking all the risk here. I, I should design it exactly what I want, not what the customer wants. Customer comes last in my equation, by the way, not yep. what the team members want, um, not what the team want, what do I want? I'm the business owner, I'm the risk taker, uh, mm-hmm. so it starts with what do I want my business life to look like?
1: Welcome to The Nat and Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move and inspire you every single week.
2: Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay one second ladies here we go Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction as dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball they honed in on achievement at the highest level winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire, coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly/slash the Nat and Sarah Show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode and get ready to take action on your inspirations. Hey, dreamers. We
1: continue the conversation today with one of those dynamic men who walks into a room and sparks it to life. I guess it helps when you can walk in saying, I'm ride 293 on Virgin Galactic's mission to space, and I ran the London Marathon with Richard Branson. That's just the kind of guy this, this man really is quoted as saying that he has brought more than seven startups to life. Thank goodness he serves on the Young Entrepreneurs Association, inspiring up and coming entrepreneurialism. It occurs to Nat and I that he has a Midas touch. And I'm here to explore a little more into what's, what that's all about and how he actually can manifest. Nat and I so appreciate you, Rob, for making time to share with our growing community some of what you've learned over the years. So thank you, I appreciate you for that. So in a previous episode of the Nat and Sarah show, we've really been getting into this idea of creating your own story and how it allowed Nat to go from bronze to gold when she never really traveled that course before. And I'd love that conversation to continue with you, Rob, as you represent someone who constantly seems to be forging new ground and creating things into existence. So if you would, Robert, can you paint the picture of a young guy? Robert, does anyone call you that? Um, Can you paint the picture of a young guy from Dubbo, Australia? Many of our community won't even know where that is, but from that little town, you created a whole new story and structure for accounting practice. And like, where does that courage even come from to do something like that?
0: So well it's great to be here Sarah um when you were saying about the 293 number on Virgin Galactic I was reminiscing the very first night that all of us met at a dinner party and uh we were talking about that <laughs> and, and I said I said, well I've got a ticket in the space you yeah? know and I'm, I'm number 293 on Virgin Galactic and uh, and that says well have you got one of these and pulls out a gold medal right <laughs> and then if you if you, if, you, if you do recall Nat said, when you, go to, when you go to space, I want you to take my gold medal. And I said, I'm not taking your gold medal to space. I'm taking the phone so I can do a telecast or a <laughs> webinar or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, I knew you'd be instant friends in that moment because I thought, this guy is a showstopper. And so Nat, <laughs> the way you silenced Nat was the best thing that ever happened to my relationship.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, oh, my um,
1: gosh.
0: I'm going to stand outside a bit um, so I can do this. So I'm actually... Uh, oh. In Whistler in the in the snow. So it's actually uh, quite brisk out here, but it's good and energizing. So you want to know the story about Dubbo and how all this I, came to be by the sound that's there.
1: I do like this. People have to know where you come from, Rob. I reckon that just kind of forges a picture of how amazing what you've achieved so far really is.
0: So a quick backstory about the Dubbo bit. Um, I had no choice in the matter, uh, but I grew up in Dubbo, so Dubbo, uh, Australia. Uh, is in literally in the outback for our North American friends a uh, town of thirty five thousand people and I, um, I was very privileged to get into business development and personal development material at the age of seventeen and so that was the start of it where I left school at sixteen uh, so there 's really no formal education there, but I got a business education via uh, back then tapes and books and uh, you know Vhs videos and manuals and newsletters so this is pre-internet and and I, I just started devouring uh material um you know from all over the world i just couldn't get enough of it uh, uh, you know read hundreds and hundreds of business books um, hundreds and hundreds of personal development books you know i don't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars i've spent on my personal education uh still do today 50, uh, 30 years later after discovering that and so that's that's how the basis started of of marketing um, and then what happened in, in Dubbo, uh, my wife's business, um, and that she's Natalie as well, her business got sold and the family business got sold. So I was literally out of a job. And so I decided to become a marketing consultant in Dubbo, uh, had no idea what I was doing at the age of 24. Uh, and so as you do with all this marketing education for seven years, let's, let's put this to play and um, let's help some others. So. Uh, that's, that's then, then some seminars kicked in. I uh, did a series of seminars in Dubbo, bad place to do seminars, let me tell you. Um, and then uh, one day an accountant turned up, and I was going broke a million miles an hour running these seminars. Didn't know what I was doing, didn't know the model of seminars. Um, and he turned up and he said, This is awesome. Uh, and, and there was eight people at the pub. This is how bad this was, right? It was so bad. <laughs> eight people at the pub. And he said, he said, Will you come to my town and do this for my clients? I said, absolutely, his name was Ellis Ryan. And so his town was even smaller than where I grew up, which is a place called Coonamble. And Coonamble is a 3,000 person, two accountants town. And uh, I said, here's how it's gonna work. So with my marketing background, I uh, designed a little campaign by direct mail, lumpy mail, and 56 people turned up to the Coonamble yes. RSL club, the, the services club, right? <laughs> I made a I made a profit of two and a half thousand dollars. It was May twentieth, nineteen ninety four, and I thought, Wow, these accountants are amazing. They can fill a room, which I could not. And so that day, I didn't know it at the time. On May 1994, so I come twenty five years now. Um, I dedicated uh, since that day hundred percent of my energies to accountants. So that journey has um, uh, you know started as a few seminars. Then I got, um, uh, I got, took a job, Uh, I got hunted, head hunted for a job to work with a business that was going global and uh, help grow that business as an employee. And that was amazing, spent six years traveling the world, um, working with accountants uh, as a speaker, as a trainer, as a, you know, helping this business grow as well in in the marketing and management uh, sense. And so, you know, so fast forward 20, nearly 25 years and, Around just under two hundred thousand accountants I've educated. Um, I've done work in per, physical work in eighteen countries uh, with accountants, uh, but I understand products and things. have been in like forty or fifty countries. I'm not exactly sure. Books go all over the world. Uh, authored three books. Um, started uh, seven companies. Uh, six of those four accountants, and wow. you know my life has been an accounting firm. So. A whole range of different products to provide to them, whether it be, um, you know, training, uh, consulting, um, uh, products like physical products, like educational products, um, you know, learning products, uh, software, uh, e-learning, uh, you know, coaching services, you know, hired hundreds of people over the years, uh, you know, collectively hundreds, uh, all to serve as accountants. So my life has been accountants for nearly 25 years. And that's how it started. It started in Dubai.
1: I'm so glad you shared that because I think sometimes people are waiting for themselves to not live in a place like Dubbo. I can't even say it right as a Canadian, Um, but they're like waiting, (laughs) just waiting for something to change in order for them to start living their life. And you, for me are the, you and your wife, Nat are the epitome of people who don't wait, they create. So we are so fascinated by your processes, Rob, because I know you've got some, and I think that's what really um, makes you different, you know, separates you from the rest is that there actually is a system to what you do. So I'm sensing, do I dare ask, are you goal-driven? <laughs>
0: Very much so. We, we are, I, was, I was obsessed yesterday. So it is currently, uh, I'm not too sure when this podcast is going out, but we're recording this on, um, on New Year's Eve. And, and yesterday I, I have a whole process around my goals. And it typically takes about um, five or six hours at the end of every year. And there's a final piece missing yesterday that I said to to Nat, my wife, I've got to get this finished uh, so so I can lock down uh, the end of the year to start the the new year. And uh, and so, yeah, very, very goal driven, um, you know, have a process for that, but I've also got, um, you know, a process to reinvent as well, which is what I've had to do a number of times. So do you want to talk about the goals? You want to talk about how the reinvention works?
1: Okay, good. First, so, so, so take me through this process of, um, you write things down. Is there a system to, do you have a how to and then the recreation? Yes. Yeah, share, please.
0: So, so, so the goals bit or the, the reinvention bit.
1: Let's go reinvention.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So, um, I, uh, I don't know where it came from, but you know, you know, after, after so many years of absorbing, uh, business material, I created my own process for for business by design. And I've had to do this, I've done this three times, uh, personally, uh, most recently, uh, seven, eight months ago. And so it's quite fresh. And again, this process kicks in when you want to, for me, and I've taught it to many others as well, hundreds of others, uh, when you want to change the course of your uh, professional career. And so, uh, I'm not talking about professional being a sports person i'm talking professional being a business person uh, so many people have got business by default and they're just happening. the business is just happening it's just uh, as it was It's growing or not growing and you know let's let's take a, a start start a business and um, we get some customers and then you know we, we get busy we we need to hire some more people and then we're delivering all these products. Uh, and, the money's not great or the numbers aren't great, and business life typically is not exactly where you want it to be. And this has happened to me in the last uh, seven years, three times where I've had to stop and redesign and reinvent uh, everything. And so, and most recently, I'll tell you the quick story is why I did this most recently. I turned a coaching business into a software business. Uh, So I had a very successful coaching business in Australia. I saw the opportunity for online um, e-learning and and software for my target market being accountants. So I decided to. We pumped a lot of money into into this into into doing this, and in the end, uh, we, we of course we did it. But um, in the end, uh, I raised a lot of capital as well. You know, twelve million dollars in capital to fund it, and that came with um, uh, governance and board of directors, and investors, all and that sort of thing. Anyway, push came to shove, and uh, a couple of years in uh, the board and I, as the majority owner and uh, founder, we had a major, uh, major disagreement mm. and I told them where to shove it and they shoved me. So, uh, <laughs> so awesome. I was, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to go into the detail of that, but, um, I was literally, I was one of these, you, you hear about the, the tech technology founder who's raised all this money, uh, where the board kicks him out. Uh, that, that was me. Uh, so, uh, literally kicked out of my own company uh, due to a major disagreement at board level. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, so, so I had to reinvent. And so I went through my five step process, which I'm going to take you through uh, to, to really redesign. So step one is okay. It's all about asking five questions and uh, really answering them very deeply. And this, this process does take a bit of time to answer them, um, Properly, because the challenge is that when you answer the questions properly, most people who answer the questions have already got business legacy around them, and they have to shed a lot of business legacy. That that's the hard bit, you know. Where when you've got when you've got a blank sheet of paper, it's so much easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've done this without a blank sheet of paper, and with a blank sheet of paper. And so, question one is my business life. What do I want my business life to look like? You know, so my professional business life. And under that is asking a series of questions. Like for example, uh, do I want to travel or not? How much travel do I want to do? Um, Who do I want to work with? Not my target client, but me personally, that I want to do. Do I want to run my business? Do I want someone else to run my business? Um, It's all about what do I want to be doing in my business, right? And You know, do I really want to be on the tools? Do I not want to be on the tools? Do I want to be in a sales role, a marketing role, an operations role? Do I want to um, just be the brand ambassador? My business life. So here's here's, here's the thing that I've learned over the years, um, Sarah, that, you know, as business owners, as founders, entrepreneurs, we're the ones that are always left. You know, every single team member we currently employ will leave right, they always do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always the ones left holding the can. Every client we've currently got will leave. And uh, If you've got a small business, that means you're back on the tools, you're doing what the business does. And so I selfishly take a view on business that, hang on a minute, if everyone else, I'm taking all the risk here, I, I should design it exactly what I want, not what the customer wants. Customer comes last in my equation, by the way. Not yeah. what the team members want. Um, Not what the team want. What do I want? I'm the business owner. I'm the risk taker. Uh, So it starts with what do I want my business life to look like? That's question one.
1: Beautiful.
0: Mm. And answer that, uh, folks who are listening, uh, with a clean sheet of paper in mind, even though you've got business baggage and business legacy. All right. You ready for question two?
1: Yeah, yeah. This is great.
0: Okay, question two. Uh, my numbers what do my numbers what do i want my numbers to be so uh, that could be uh, revenue profit personal learning hours that i work anything associated with number locations uh, maybe you want to dominate the world Um, you know a number of customers that you want uh, number you know margin how much margin you want to make uh, because business is infinite you can do whatever you want you know I was hanging out about a month ago with a, a young couple in their early 30s. Get this, right? Talking about numbers. Uh, they have a virtual business with 74 employees all across the United States. Uh, they're in their early 30s, this couple, husband and wife team. They have no office whatsoever. Everyone's in a in a home office environment. And they punch out $35 million in revenue. They punch out $3 million a month in recurring revenue after yeah. two years of getting started. right? Wow. Two years. So it's so like wow. huge usually profitable. And it's like, man, that's cool. Uh, I meet other entrepreneurs um, through my entrepreneur's organization connections and and my technology connections who go from like zero startup to, you know, $10 million a year in run rate in in, in a year. Or let's go and raise 10 million bucks in capital this year. You know, numbers, numbers are, uh, Mm -hmm. your numbers I find are mostly in your head as what you believe is possible, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and so it's, it's all about belief, all this whole process that, um, you know, you guys go through as, as athletes, as I go through in business, most of it's about belief. It's just about what you believe is possible. And, mm-hmm. and I find the more I hang around with successful people, uh, the more I believe anything's possible, anything is possible. And, you know, whatever that happens to be. So, so numbers, so, so, so you're the business, uh, risk taker, you're the, um, you know, you should be the one getting all the numbers, not working all the numbers, but getting all the numbers, the money, whatever it is, the wealth, yeah. whatever. And I believe I believe business should create wealth for you, uh, not suck life out of you, which mostly it does. And so numbers, what do you want your numbers to look like? Yeah. And and like, I want to earn this much money. And typically, by the way, when I ask that question to my clients, how much do you want to earn? And they go, oh, they mainly go for double where they're currently at, which is really bizarre. And Why not 10 times? But it's a belief system of what they've seen in the past. So we've got to Mm -hmm. shake that out, right? So number one is what do you want your business life to be and look like? Number two is um, numbers. What numbers do you want to achieve? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, detailed numbers. Uh, Number three.
1: Can I I have a question? One question. Go for it. Because this has come up twice with each um, number one and number two is, do you have a process for shaking off the past? Because you know how you said that's something that blocks people from actually doing this fresh. Do you have a process for how you shake off the past in order to recreate something new?
0: Well, if you get a a, a big sheet of a a um you know big sheet of blank paper,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and, and and get yourself some uh, you know some, some some body fluid, as in some something that lubricates the mind, <laughs> with, with, with whether you smoke it or drink it, whatever you want, right? So and start drinking, It's all about dreaming first, right? You, you open this up with, Hey dreamers, right? This is a dreaming session, right? Right,
1: right.
0: um, The the, the action uh, happens after these five questions. Okay. Yeah. So the, the action, by the way, the decisions are harder than the actions. Mm -hmm. So just really deciding what I want to, I want to travel 12 weeks of the year. I don't want to work. I want to be able to work a business from an iPad, which means it's totally global and totally um, on, on, in the cloud, right? Yep. You
1: know,
0: so you, you design business by design. This is not business by default. This is business by design. Uh, you design it your way. Uh, so number three, yep. what products or services do you really want to deliver? Uh, what, what do you want to deliver? You know What do you really love doing? right? What really floats your boat? Not your customer's boat, right? Forget your customers for the time being. What do you, you really love? What are you passionate about delivering? Whether that be a service or a product, what are you passionate about making? What do you, what do you just love creating, right? Um, products and services. It may not be what you've already got. It may be something completely different. But what is it that really floats your boat on your product and or service or services and products? That's okay. number three. So and, and less by the about way, less. that.
1: People yep. are going to hate me for interrupting you, but you're too interesting to, right. let you, to let you go. So in, your, you, in a TEDx talk in NUSA, you spoke about walking away from a company that you were the number one shareholder in because you recognized that that wasn't the vehicle for you. That's not what was floating your boat. So Correct. this. what gives you the confidence? So clearly we're talking about shedding and creating here, but what gave you the confidence to swiftly change course like that and actually follow through?
0: Well, that particular uh, uh, discussion, that TEDx talk, was um, that was just uh, just after. That was a few years after. Yeah. Um, I, I walked out of my own company. I literally walked out. It wasn't booted out. I walked out yeah. because the, what I was, the, what I it was, a boring company uh, with <laughs> boring people and and boring product. Right? It wasn't <laughs> exciting at all. <laughs> uh-huh. So. I, I, I actually did my wealth profile though. Um, many people know Roger Hamilton's wealth dynamics profile and mm-hmm. uh, profile testing. And so I did that. And the next day I walked out of my company because it was so impactful for me to go, I'm in the wrong business for me. Right. Um, so yeah, that, uh, and you've got to have guts. Like all of this, by the way, this whole thing, business takes guts, you know, right. being an athlete takes guts and courage, you know, belief courage guts confidence whatever you want to call it it's all the same sort of place in your body where it comes from um mm-hmm. where that is uh that is the that's the essence of making these decisions
1: right yeah. okay and <laughs> you've got to believe it i know you're going to you're a, gonna talk about decisions yeah. later because that's this crux of yeah. all these things is it's, it takes it from a living document you know people answering these questions to actually being their life
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, if, and if you're serious about your your business life, right? So, our life life is going to end. Uh, you know, a mutual friend, a dear friend of mine, the party says people live like they're going to live forever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, just think about that. People live like they're going to live forever. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. History will tell us we're not going to live forever, right? Um, <laughs> uh, now, maybe we may in the future know but business. People run their business like it's going to go forever. Businesses don't go forever. You know, so let's, it's all short. You know, so let's, and let's do it our way, right? Um, so number three is products and services. What do you want to deliver? What really floats your boat? What are you passionate about? I really want to do this, right? Because the more passionate about what you're actually, actually doing, the easier it is. If you're like with that company I mentioned that was boring, it was dull, right? I wasn't passionate about it. Uh, right. And it would have come through, it would have come through in my enthusiasm. It would have come through in my marketing, my selling um, yeah, customers aren't excited about it. So yeah, we've got to shake some things. Got it. Uh, so number number three, we, we list out, okay, this is what I want to deliver. This is what I, what we're really good at, what I'm really love doing. Uh, this is it. And short list as well. Less is more. Number four, designing your culture uh, and team. So what, what makeup of people do you want? Like, that business i mentioned 74 people they designed it that way because i spent the whole day with um with alex and his wife um, you know they designed it that way they didn't want a culture in an office they wanted a virtual culture and they have an amazing culture right um, do you want a culture where all your team are uh, in an offshore environment you know in a, in a location somewhere else in the world you can do that these days i do that right um, do you want an office environment that's got a really hip cool culture like the tech companies um, you design it. You, you pen it out. This is what I want. You know, this is what I want that's going to energize me. Right, remember, this is all about you, the business owner, not about your team. We haven't even started hiring people yet. right? And, and if you've got people that um, we currently have, a really good interesting test on culture is would you enthusiastically rehire them, the ones you've got? Would you enthusiastically rehire them? And if there's hmm, not too sure about that one, well, let's put their name down let's do something about them. Right. So, so four is about designing, what do I want my people make up to be? Um, regardless of what I've currently got, style and behavior of culture. And I've got a ton of stories around that, but we haven't got time. I only got half an hour today. And, and number five <laughs> is number five is going to be clients or customers. Who is my absolute, a class ideal, ideal customer, my avatar of my customer, who's going to work with my team right who's going to buy these products and services who's going to pay my number and so that I earn a great profit so that number one I have a great life customers come last the client the customer comes last we go and find the ideal customer we go and hunt them down we market to them exactly who do you want around you because life is short. We're gonna to have to deal with these people, you know. So, so let's only have A-class customers. So similar to the test of the people, of oh, would you enthusiastically rehire them with all of your customer or client base, would you enthusiastically bring them on again? Let them be a customer, see it's your business, so why not only have people around you who energize you? And because you're the benefactor of all of this, you're the risk-taking of all of this, not people who drain you, not people who don't pay your bills on time, not people who are nasty people. You want customers, 100% A-class customers of a certain type and size, right? And so if you think about that, those five sequential steps, one, your business life. Two, what do you want your numbers to be? Three, what do you want to sell and build or create or whatever, right, products and services? Four what do we need people who do we need around us and what do they need to be? And then five, who's going to pay for that? Who's actually going to work with us and my team, if you need a team to actually, you know, create, help me create a great life for me. That's the five steps.
1: Okay. So when you've got, I, I can almost hear the resistance in some people to you flip this on its head in terms of um, the motivator, the motivating factor is having a great life and the you, what do you say to people that yeah. feel that this is a selfish way of doing business? What would you say? Because you've kind of answered that in the beginning, but what would you say to the, the resistors to this idea?
0: Uh, I would say this is the selfish way to do business, right? Because this is my business. It's no one else's. This is my life. <clears throat> it's no one else's life. You know, why panda? To other people, whether it be shareholders or uh, team members, employees or clients, you know, hang on a minute, I, I'm I'm creating something for you, right? I'm creating an environment for you, employee, right? You're not creating it for me. I'm creating a product and service for you, Mr. and Mrs. Customer or Client, right? You're 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 not you're only a small piece of this puzzle, right? You're paying that amount, but by the time we add you all up, it's a bigger multi-million dollar business that I'm running. Right, or whatever size it is, right? So okay. it is—it's a very selfish approach to business.
1: Got it. But you're the one. Yeah, it's—it's it's cool because, in a way, because you've actually teased this out to the truth. It's always been you, like you said. You're the one that's going to be there at the beginning and at the end, and mm-hmm. you alone. And in a way, doing it the other way, pandering to a client or to your team, is almost out of alignment because it doesn't make sense. And I think that's where people find themselves a little lost um, with their business because they start to pander to other people and then they don't understand why they're not happy and why it's not. And then you get desperate and then it gets um, all that yucky energy. Okay. But take me so, so, so Rob, take this plan because you've just executed it for yourself and talk, Mm -hmm. talk me through the decision-making process, the decisions that you have to make in relation to that plan and how you turn it into action?
0: Well, the decisions, um, if you stay true to those big five decisions right there, right, that's yeah. that's decision number one, you're gonna stay true to that. The sub decisions of those yeah. are things like, right, this client needs to go, right? This customer um, needs to, I've just had enough of them, right, they're just the a pain in my backside. Uh, they they're they're rude they're they're nasty they don't appreciate us you know you're fired uh, and <laughs> see the the, the the sub decisions of all this is where the courage comes into it right? right well this team member uh it's time to go like I need to free up your future you we need to find you someone else that uh, where you are more appreciated and 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 you you it's better for you we're nice. gonna we're going to now got to, if you've got baggage, right? If you've got biggest business legacy, now we've got to make some decisions and take some action around all this. Um, mm-hmm. Or the next customer, next target customer you get, right? Um, who doesn't fit your profile. You've got to say no. So a lot of this comes down to you must have an abundance mentality. Yes. If you've got scarcity mentality, then you won't take the action that you really know you should take. Um, but with an abundance mentality, an abundance far out, the world is so flat, technology has flattened the thing. Well, here we are, you know, on a, on a Zoom call, in a recording, which is going to be distributed to, who knows how many people through a technology platform educating, you know, over the next how many years, right? Previously, we'd have to have um, video conferencing material and, you know, all this studio stuff, uh, I'm doing this on my iPhone, <laughs> it's like yeah, technology yeah. gives us abundance because we can do business anywhere. We can jump on a, a zoom call and do business across the world. Like I just built a business from Australia in the United States, um, and, and built it to, um, <laughs> well put it this way. Uh, <laughs> the profit is off the, it's, 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 um, I'm not, I'm not even going to say the numbers, but the numbers are unbelievable and the best I've ever done, right? In, in seven yeah. months flat, all via technology,
1: yeah.
0: um, in another country, right? So I built a business from Australia in the, in the United States, uh, whilst in, in, in Australia with technology, mm-hmm. and, and so with abundance, you've got if you've got an abundance mentality and scarcity mentality, then yeah. you make the hard call, right? You say, sorry, Mr. Customer or Target Prospect, we're not right for you, even before you sign them up, before you bring them on, uh, this is not going to work for you, and. So so we make decisions. We have to execute, right? Uh, we, we execute with with, um, with with laser focus, right? Uh, which I call um, laser-cution. You know, execution with laser focus. Yes, uh, I made laser, that one
1: up. Laser-cution. I was just going to say laser-cution one more. Okay, wait. So laser <laughs> no, Laser-cution. I am really getting this um, this theme that what you're saying is you're not attached to the way things are. You're more committed to the way you frame them or design them to be. So, so a lot of people are attached, Rob. What is the secret sauce in between like that ability to let a customer go that doesn't fit the profile or like, what's that? Give me that little in between part that unhooks you from the way it's always been.
0: So um, Jim Collins authored a book called good to great nearly 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. seminal business book. And it was a study of great businesses that used to be good. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the critical pieces in that book was you have to face the brutal facts, Mm -hmm. right? You have to face the brutal facts. So let's talk about some of those things, right? For example, let's talk about products and services. You may love a product or service, but no one wants to buy it and, or it's got very low margins right? Let's get rid of it. If it's not going to fly, it's not going to fly, right? Find, find the product or service that's got exceptionally high margins that people love and that you love. And go through your current product and service list, your laundry list often of, of, of um, you know, product stock or uh, inventory or, you know, services. And go. what, what are the ones that really customers who, who I want to service want to buy and are prepared to pay for it? And let's face the brutal facts that some of these things they just don't like and they don't make any money. Um, you look about numbers and you, and you look at costs, right? You know, I've um, very simplified my business life this year, you know, built into, into seven figures, well into seven figures in, in seven months flat. And part of a simplification, do I really need that fancy office? Do I really, really need, you know, this expense? you know, face the brutal facts. You know, why am I holding onto this thing? It's just draining me, you know, because we live in a virtual world. You know, we can do a hot desk at a we work all over the world if we, if you choose to. Uh, we mm-hmm. can work from a laptop in a backpack if you choose to. And why do I need this cost structure that's holding me to a desk? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why why do the people need to be in my office? They can be in another country. You know, we can go to a BPO and, and find as many people as we want. You know, so... Uh, facing the brutal facts is 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 the is the real thing. You know, you're right. I don't need this. I don't need. Why am I doing this process? Why am I creating this thing? It comes down to that, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm really getting. It for, well, what a couple things I'm getting. I'm getting that I want to bring you back for entrepreneur series that we're we're doing. Firstly, because this is like entrepreneurialism, like 101 here. Well. 201. But basically, I'd love to chat to you more. That's the first thing. This idea of of having the courage to do what it takes also is matched with this idea that you have to be willing to be fresh every time to start. Almost like with that beginner's mind. You know, yogis talk about it. Um, you know, starting as if you've never done it before. Like all these things are linked to this idea that you have around we only have one life to live and we're not going to live forever. And so if you could just end this Rob by sharing with people, why you're so intricately connected with this idea that you're going to die one day.
0: Well, well, we are. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I know, but you know how many days you have left. Do you not?
0: Yeah. I have a death clock on my phone for sure. Um, uh, as in it ticks backwards uh, on the date that I've set. Um, as to when I'm out of here, uh, and, and so that's 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 the realization. Um, and uh, it, but but further than that, you know, we, we go back right to the start, being New Year's, yeah. even and all and uh, and a great time for reflection. Um, further than that, and by the way, I've got um, fifty years, two hundred and thirty-eight days, twenty-two hours, forty-three minutes, and counting down left. Right. <laughs> so got it. Got it. so. Uh, I, back to the goals and, 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 and living a full life, yeah. and I have um, an extensive, what's commonly called a bucket list, right? Uh, mm-hmm. 139, um, mainly experiences, by the way, um, mm-hmm. not things, mainly experiences that do I want to tick off. I tick them off, you know, add add more every year, tick off every year, mm-hmm. and and that that's what I want to achieve, you know. And that particular list is. Um, front and center with me all the time in in a special journal that i have and that's essentially what drives you know i want to tick off that list and this is an awesome list that's a big world here uh one must go to space safely um which is not too far away now Uh, and you know so i'm driven by that you know and then the steps towards that businesses is really a step to achieving your life you know because it should be fueled for your life as i said before um it should create wealth for you uh and, and contribution for you you know so i've got goals of uh, i'm always giving back I'm, I'm supporting um you know children and particularly through education all over the world um so always giving back as well and that's part of my goals um you know to give back you know, it's just it's just not a money-hungry grab it's all about fulfilling my ultimate list of what do i want to achieve in my life uh, and then that list takes time and money you know to to accomplish so yeah that's that's where it's coming from
1: thank you for that thank you for sourcing that because i think that rounding out the whole picture makes it aligned makes it all make sense you know and and i feel like yeah. we, we easily go to the chiropractor and get our body lined up um but being able to line up our businesses with the things that we want to do on the planet, you know, and with this abundance mentality, um, I want to, I feel like we've just opened it up, you know, it's just the beginning, but I just want to thank, (laughs) I just want to thank you for opening it up because you've got me wanting to ask about a hundred other questions. So if you're up for it, I might come knocking on your door because imagine two months from now, what you're going to create, Because look what you've done in seven months. Um, I can imagine tacking on two more months. I can't wait to, um, talk to you again if you're open to it let's do it yeah let's do it love love your work rob um this is rob nixon coming to you from whistler on new year's eve rounding out 2018 take care happy new
0: year everyone Happy new year see you Sarah. love you
2: Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash The Nat and Sarah Show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. You've got to rate and review the show. And I know all the podcasts are always asking this. And in the past, I wasn't doing it. And the reason I wasn't doing it is because I actually didn't know how to do it. So open your podcast player and click on our show from your library, not the listen now. That's where I was going wrong in the past. So now that you know how to do it, when you go there, make sure you give us a five star review, five stars, five stars, five stars, and then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone, you have to. Put your fingers on the keys and send us a review. Thanks.